0: You know what time it is. It's another episode of the Scoff Chronicles with yours truly, the Black Brown Burgundy Smooth Guy O. Oh, and today's guest is one of the most hurled producers in the game right now. This guy deserves a lot more respect and flowers than he, he's getting right now, truth be told. He's been in the game for so many years. There's some, so much dope content, and right now he's working on an amazing project that I just want want the world to, 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 get, to get some kind of information and get uh, known about. So without further ado... I would like to welcome my guy, the, my, my A one guy who saw the the evolution of smooth guy or himself, Edgar Burgos. How's it going today, man? What up, well, What's happening? I'm good. I'm good. How are you holding up today? I'm glad you made this trip from Harlem to 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 Brooklyn and showed me some love, man. Oh, man.
1: Of course, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm. Uh, it's a privilege uh, and honor to be here. You know, you're one of my guys from day one, and um, you know, I feel privileged. Thanks.
0: I appreciate you once again for popping out, but um let's jump right into it. So I seen your evolutionary career, you you have your own production called Hard to Guard. Can you give the fans a breakdown of how this came about and what some of the amazing work you have done for the culture of, of sports, entertainment and basketball? I mean in sports entertainment and music overall.
1: Hard uh, to Guard came about. Uh you know, I started out working in basketball with uh the New York Knicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1995. Mm -hmm. And in 1999, I got a job working for the NBA. Um, that was the beginning of NBA TV. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the way I got the job is I knew nothing about production, Mm -hmm. but, you know, sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. Right. And, uh, and I learned learned when I got the job. It was uh, it changed my life. You know, shout out to Saul Steinberg for giving me a shot. And uh, and I met some amazing people um, during that time. You know, we used to film. You know, we filmed a lot of NBA content, obviously, mm-hmm. and we we started filming at Rucker Park. Mm-hmm. And we we were the first to uh, li- live stream. Uh, Games for NBA TV at Rucker nice, and I knew back then It was something it was something I was like, you know summer basketball always been big in New York Mm -hmm. Especially you know besides Rucker Mm -hmm. so in 2005 We created a show called summer ball where MSG picked up um, Which where we go around New York City Mm -hmm. shooting basketball content doing features on guys and Mm -hmm. stuff like that we did the show for four seasons uh, and you know we gave a lot of shine to a lot of people, and that was the start of hard to guard.
0: Love it. I love hearing the backstories about what makes your your company company and your legacy what it is right now. And I want to ask you in the next question: How was the process of just you know traveling from uh, park to park or to borough to borough to get to capture this content and and be able to repurpose it um, one one day at a time to where it belongs to the right um, outlets? It was hard.
1: Uh, I remember in the beginning, it was me, uh, my boy Lance, mm-hmm. my boy Mike Dempsey, and uh, just getting the guys to believe, the commissioners to believe that we could do this.
0: Because,
1: mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody would always promise some things and nobody came through. Right. Our intention was like, yo, these guys need light. And... We would be everywhere. Like we, I would be at one park. Dempsey mm-hmm. would be at another park. Lance would be at another park, and then we'll then we'll go to the studio. And then we're in the studio all night. So do, like it was our first all our first time doing like a a weekly show. Right for ten weeks. Right, and we didn't know how hard it was. Right. But it was satisfying at the end of the week in the show. We had to put in, you know, give the show up to MSG. And then when they showed it, we were like,
0: yo. Yeah, I did it. Though, we did it. All like, all work. This you is did, crazy. It, it and
1: no. then, you know, you know, because I think you came on to help us out with Randy in our second season. <laughs> yeah. And we would like, you had no experience either. We was like, yo, take a camera and go to the park and shoot for us. And we it was like, all right, cool, you know. And Randy, you know, shout out to Randy Millard. Yeah. Like okay. he he didn't know anything about production either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like not, and he would be, every everyone was like, damn, Randy's everywhere. Right. But We knew we were doing something good. Right. And, uh, um, and then you see, you know, the evolution where summer basketball is, and especially with content, because mm-hmm. we, back then we were like the first ones. Now right. everybody, there was no like camera phones like popping like that. Mm-hmm. We were doing everything just so to be the first is special.
0: Right.
1: I do wish though. Like we were in the beginning of uh, the social media era, mm-hmm. so I wish that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, little backstory, you know, I could me in the fire. Whenever I used to come home from school at Norfolk State University, shout out to uh, my my HBCU, behold the green and gold. He was able to, you know, do some some social media content for summer ball when it was at Pro City. And West Forth and uh, Hoops in the Sun to say the least, and uh, forever grateful for him just to throw me at that in the fire and give me that start and whatnot. But back to you as, far as the toys, hard to guard the legacy of it. Mm-hmm. I realized that um, you had came you had did a legendary documentary, which pretty much is about the greatest game game that was never played called the Blackout, it's supposed to be uh Team Rockefeller versus a Terror Squad. Do you? Give those fans who actually didn't know about this event that was supposed to happen a a, a nice little play-by-play uh, play or a preview of synopsis of what was supposed to go down that day. Oh, uh, man.
1: In 2003, uh, I still call it the greatest street basketball season I ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat Joe and Jay-Z had teams at Rucker Park. And it was star studded. Every game was like, who's who's gonna be there? Like, it, it was just, uh, it was unbelievable. Right. And the cool part is like we were. I was working at NBA TV at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, we got to you know shoot a lot of it. And I remember years later, I was like, even during yeah, like, during that season, I was like, yo, this needs to be like somehow documented. Right. And um, I remember sitting down with Greg, Marius, may rest in peace um and i was like greg you know i want to do this doc mm-hmm. and he was like yo let's do it right I was like, you ever did a doc before i was like nope but i'm <laughs> we're, we're gonna do it right so we
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we did it and um you know the, it was two teams where you know fat joe was the defending champs mm-hmm. jay-z at that time he had uh That's Doc Carter's first. It was the first time he came out. So the way he promoted the sneakers through putting a team at Rucker. Right. And uh, he, you know, he brought a star-studded lineup every night. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Joe and Jay didn't really, you know, care for for each other much. Right. And everybody wanted to see that battle. Mm -hmm. And then that battle, it finally happened. It was supposed to happen on championship day and the blackout in New York city happened and the game never happened. And then they rescheduled and it was chaos. But for us, I look at it now, you know, God is funny cause you're just like, I'm actually happy that the game never happened because it's like, it became this folk story. Right. You know, like who was there, you mm-hmm. know, all oh, this person was going to play. So it just, mm-hmm. it, it played out perfectly, I think. And then, you know, we, we were able to do the doc. Um, you know, I think it's one of the best streetball docs ever made. Not because, you know, we did it, but I agree. everybody, you know, that tells us about it, you know, they're like, yo, I really enjoyed it. I agree. You know, a shout out for, you know, and Fat Joe for helping us, you know, putting it on board. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, talking to Mike Kaiser. He helped. There was a lot. I mean, it was a lot that a lot of people that helped, you mm-hmm. know, make it happen. So, you know, shout out to them.
0: Definitely, definitely, and for those who didn't check out the doc, it's on YouTube, has over a million views, and as I was able to watch the documentary and read through the comments, nothing but positive raves and reviews, so if you want to learn more about streetball basketball and its history in New York City, it's only right you check it out, it's only right. So, the game never happened, but it's been hearing whispers and rumors that it was supposed to be star-studded, a young LeBron James was supposed to have played in that game. Can you drop any names or hints of of names that was supposed to have participated in that game?
1: LeBron, Melo, hmm. Iverson. Wow. Uh, uh, Amari.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, who was it? Jamal Crawford, Eddie Curry, uh, Steph Marbury, Rafa Austin. I mean, it was an All Star game at at this at point. the park, yeah. So, which yeah. was crazy. Um. Franchise man, he rested, please, and you know he was one. He was a street ball legend, right? But it was it was just a who's who, and you know apparently there was like a quarter of a million dollars like wagered on the game, you know. So, but that's which is why I'm happy the game never happened. If, uh, only, if,
0: if if only people knew FanDuel wasn't wasn't around. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <word>. <laughs> imagine was being around right now yeah. for this particular event alone. Yes, it's, it's bad enough. New York um, bettors make over a billion, or oh, bring in a billion dollars worth of uh, bets from the the app alone. So imagine when you're betting on a game, starts of a game like that, two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand apparently wagered on the game. Wow, that's insane.
1: I mean, I I remember like mm-hmm. Joe didn't want to lose
0: mm-hmm.
1: to Jay, and I know Jay didn't want to lose to Joe. Right, and it was just like. You know, it's funny, like, you look at the world now, you see, like, how now, you know, back then they didn't like each other much, mm-hmm. and now they work with each other, which right. is great to see, because you need that, you know? But so it's crazy that next year is the 20th anniversary.
0: Is there any special surprises that the world needs to check out uh, <laughs> we're, we're
1: working on something pretty... I, I, we're working on something.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, we're, we're working on something.
0: You gotta tune in. I gotta keep yeah. my, my eagle eye on you in yeah. this whole entire situation <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, as you know, um, ESPN did a 30 for 30 about the N1 mixtape tour, which is called the Greatest Mixtape Ever. Um, how do you feel about the way it was being produced and being um, showcased to, to the consumers who was paying attention to the content?
1: Uh, n- no lie, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um... I heard about it mm-hmm. i mean we did license them footage for the uh thing so nice. that was cool right um they reached out to us they needed some footage so we were like yeah no problem nice um but you know shout out to set free for making it happen um you know some of these stories need to be told mm-hmm. you know i'm definitely gonna one day sit down and watch it when i'm home mm-hmm. but um I heard it was good, but a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys' stories need to be told. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, not everybody's story needs to be told, but there's right. some of those guys' need to be, stories need to be told. Right, and I'm glad he was able to do it.
0: You have provided the content for ESPN for this dope documentary and all, but I, I want to ask you why you was recording the content at the time for all these big names, big streetball names that was playing in these tournaments. Who do you think was like the most charismatic? Who was the most fun to interview? Who was the most um, intriguing to capture while they was playing during out throughout these years of of covering streetball basketball? Oh,
1: back then Strickland, John Strickland, franchise. Uh funny, always happy, mm-hmm. great on the court, team uh uh played to the crowd. Um actually had a shot to play with the Knicks was actually one of the last cuts back in the days. Really? Uh Passed away years ago, right? Uh, but uh, every time I saw him, it always like uh, put a smile on my face because he, he always had dope energy. Dope. Uh, close friend of Jay Z's. Facts. Um,
0: Jay Z shouted him out in that verse. Yeah. Oh, Honey Strick told me, "Finish your breakfast," you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you but
1: know, there's a lot of guys. Speedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Speedy was fun to watch. Um, then we, you know, we actually worked together with the Knicks for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, who else? Uh, Garnett Thompson. Okay. He was cool. Um, you know, Rafe, Skip, Skip was cool, you know, when he played. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, I wish, I wish they had their shot in the league. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of them actually played overseas and they made their money. So it was good to see, uh, you know to capture content from some of those guys especially you know sometimes they'll hit you be like hey can i get some footage or right. whatever even though I, I sometimes i never give it to them but you know <laughs> what because i'll be busy yeah. right. <laughs> but you holding out on the stash yeah, yeah, but, uh, on, you man. know we're, we're working on something mm-hmm. where hopefully uh we could get back to some of these guys it's a process mm-hmm. but uh I've been reaching out to some of the guys to try to, you know, we're trying to make something happen. So hopefully by the end of the summer or sometime in the summer, we can make like a nice announcement.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So you're currently working on a project which is about to air next week on Showtime, a documentary. No, July. Uh, I apologize. July 29th. July 29th on Showtime, which will be focusing and highlighting New York City point guards. Can you give the fans a breakdown of what to expect as far as um, the legacy in the in the build up of a New York New York City point guard that pretty much is the face of basketball from the years on in up until now.
1: Yeah, it's a uh project that uh Rich Kleinman is leading with Ke- Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. um Cootie and Chica executive producers. Um directed by um Sam um and Billy Corbin, the great Billy Corbin. Nice. Um you know they uh, my boy Samir Hernandez who I just saw his documentary uh, on Jeremy Lin, which was fantastic. Gotta check it out if you're a, if you're a fan of basketball mm-hmm. and and especially if you're a Nick fan. Go on HBO Max and make sure you watch Jeremy Lin Doc Thirty Eight to the Thirty Eight at the Garden. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Shout out to Samir and Trayvon. Um, Samir hit me up and he was like, "Yo, uh, you know we know you got this footage." Uh, want you to be a part of this project. And I was like, 100%, I mean. Right. Um, so, you know, helped helped on the project. Um, you know, got some of the commissioners from New York City involved, uh, obviously, our content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So, pretty much, you know, we followed some of the, uh, the history of the New York City point guard Sham God, Kareem Reed, Steph Marbury, Ray Austin. Um, uh, Nisha Butler, Nancy Lieberman, uh, wow, man, the I, the Na- Nancy Le- Lieberman, yeah, Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson. Mm. So my, it, 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 it's it's good. It's gonna it's it's good. Uh, it's premiering on Showtime on July 29th. Definitely must see uh, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of the project and mm. you know get called and shout out. Thank you, Samir Um, and, you know, shout out to, you know, Kleiman, Durant, Mm Kuti, Chike, you know, Sam, Billy, you know. It's just, you know, it it feels good to be part of something that big.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Now, for all the the casual sports fans who saying to themselves, like, what is a New York City point guard? How would you describe it to them? Like, what would be considered your example or your definition of a New York City point guard?
1: Charismatic, tough. Um... Somebody who knows how to uh, win, you know that 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 knows how to go through every they go through every hurdle, mm-hmm. and and they fight and they fight, and they, that's that's what to me that's what represents a New York City point guard.
0: Dope, dope, dope. So, who who's your all time favorite New York City point guard?
1: Growing up, Kenny Anderson. High school chips. Yes. Kenny Anderson. Okay. uh, Just, I think he's the greatest high school basketball player in history. Really? Yes. Um, Just New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, You got LeBron and people. But back then, we never saw nobody like him. Right. You know, had a great career, uh, a decent NBA career, but, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously did his thing at Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you look at, like, guys like Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland had a great career. Like, I, you know, I wish a guy like Rod would have won because Rod, Rod was great. You yeah. know, Mark Jackson was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marbury was cool, good to watch. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of guards that you're just like,
0: I I want that dude on my team. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, if you was to create a starting file for the New York City point guards, Ooh. who would it be Who and who would be the sixth man coming off your, your squad for the point guards? Five, the top five? Yep. In over order? Yep, um, no, no order. Kenny or, or, Anderson. Or, or, or your starting five. Like. Kenny Anderson. Okay, that's one. Marbury. Two. Tiny Archibald. Mm, that's
1: a good pick right there. Um. Mark Jackson. Okay. And got to go with Rod. And Sham got off the bench.
0: I like that. I like that. I got to play Devil's Advocate. Kimba Walker for... Kimba Walker for... Oh. Oh, oh, listen. I hope Kim is listening. He's probably going to say, yo, Edgar, come holler at me for a second. We're going to have a talk. But I like that. I like those selections right there. I really, really do. Now, what's other than the the project you're working with Showtime? Can you let fans know what else you're working on? Because I believe you're doing some some great stuff with, with Rucker uh, Basketball League. Uh,
1: nah, we right now, um,
0: you know, I
1: I help with the family okay. and, and some of the old Rucker
0: okay. uh, footage. Um,
1: but right now, you know, with with trying to building our, our library. Okay. Um and licensing footage and uh doing something with you know the blackout and gonna recreate mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. pretty big um uh you know there's a lot of things we're definitely working some things i actually we'll, we'll, one specific thing we're
0: working on but i can't even talk about it got right it now. top secret right yeah, now top secret i was trying to nudge to get that <laughs> out for the most part but we're gonna spend a block on that another time was only right. So before I let you go, what's some of the last things you want to say to your fans? And how do you, what's the perfect song that best describes your legacy in he, Heart to God? He said, Fans. I don't know if I have any. You fans, have so. fans. <laughs> I don't know if I have any. Fat anything. Joe's going to look at this podcast. and going to be like, Yo, Edgar, you did it, my man. I love it. Fat, Fat, nah, Fat Joe, nah, Joey Crack, pull nah. up on me. Let's talk, you know?
1: I try to follow those guys, man. Honestly, the, the, the thing for me is like, I've been blessed mm-hmm. to be around some of the Best people on this planet, and I and I pay attention. I I might not say nothing, mm-hmm. but I watch them, and uh, I j- I just try to like. You know, this journey is crazy. You know, you try to get to a certain place, and it takes a long time. You just gotta appreciate, my, as my boy Tamel told me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta appreciate it.
0: Definitely, um,
1: definitely. I'm just happy where we're at right now. I think you know we got some big things coming. Um. You said so, uh, the song. A song? I don't I wouldn't really have a song. I would just be like, "Yo, man, just keep grinding, man. That's you know, keep grinding, keep praying, and uh, celebrate the wins. Definitely. Because no matter how big or how big or how small, I mean, because that's what life is about. And you know, and, and if you go through a speed bump, that's okay. Uh, you, you know, you're gonna get a learning lesson from it. Amen to that. Yeah, so I, my thing is, like, it took me a long time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, As you know me, I get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I, and, but as I, I, I'm older, I try not to get as much frustrated. It's like, I, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to, like, you know, Sharice, Sharice George for always holding me down. Definitely. You know, Real one. calm, calm, calm ass Chris Jean. <laughs> C- you know, Mister C- Mr. C-J. CJ, Mr. Calm. <laughs>
0: Another but, good dude. Yeah,
1: but like those people, they mm-hmm. they, they keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Cherise, <laughs> and um, you know we you know we laugh because I drive them. I know I personally drive them crazy because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big thinker and I'm a dreamer. Right. And uh, they always try to like. You know, keep right. me like, hey, you need to like, you know, focus. And sometimes I'm like, we could do it this right. big, and, you know. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, but that's who I am. So you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, you know, shout out to you. I got good. I'm, I'm just happy and blessed. That I got some good people around me.
0: Amen. So uh, the only song is that that perfectly describes how you feeling right now is "Blessings" by Big Sean and Drake. There it is. Way up, <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> But on that note, this is the Black Ron D Smooth Guy O, oh, my man Edgar Burgos. We signing out. Don't scoff. Peace.
1: Peace. Let's eat. <laughs>